Hello, I'm Christy Duncan, founder of Women in Payments, a global network that connects, inspires, and champions women across the global payments industry. Welcome to our Pause for Payments podcast. Every week, we sit down with an inspiring woman leading the way in her field. We'll discuss industry and career-related topics and share personal success stories to inspire and empower the next generation of women leaders. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support. With your help, we can go further, faster. Hello, I'm Christy Duncan, and I'm delighted to be chatting today with David Kramer, who is SVP and head of the people team for North America at Visa. David's based in Ashburn in the US. Welcome, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We are delighted. And this month, we are framing our discussions to include the theme, Break the Bias, to celebrate International Women's Day. Today, David and I are going to be talking about the importance of allyship in the workplace. David, let's start the discussion by telling the audience a little bit about your career journey and your role at Visa. Sure thing. It's uh, circuitous at best, so um, stay with me. So as you said, I'm, I'm currently Senior Vice President. I lead the people team here in North America for and for several of our business functions. I say currently because I made an interesting move about two years ago. So, but maybe first, just about this role. So in the people role, my teams and I uh, were charged with partnering with the leaders of the business to deliver Visa's overall business objectives, but to look at those objectives through a people lens. So we're focused on things like, you know, driving the strategic goals of the company, which people usually equate with, you know, top line kind of numeric results. Um, but there's so many like people enablers to driving that top line. So, you know, we focus on building an inclusive environment, talent attraction of top, obviously top talent, investing in employee growth and development. And sometimes those are the less obvious, but certainly causally related items to achieving the top line. So I'll be honest, joining the people team, it was a big pivot for me because I had been at Visa for 14 years before making this move. So related to payments, right? I led our commercial sales organization a long time ago. Um, I led commercial products for a while as well. And then I spent about 10 years leading our account executive teams focused on our large financial institution clients. So as you can see, and this is with a note of sarcasm, it would be obvious that I would make the move to lead the people function. But in talking with the leadership at Visa, the notion of integrating the business and the people function, so like literally dragging each of them together rather than being trains sometimes going down parallel paths, mixing the cars up on the train. So it's just one train. It has been super valuable, I think, to our employees. Having been on the front lines, knowing what that's like, knowing what I got or didn't get out of the people organization, I think made me um, has made me successful um, to date in the role. So maybe a other little relevance here, um, just maybe showing my age. Prior to Visa, I actually started in the commercial card business at Diners Club when it was a thing. Then I helped start two commercial credit card issuers, one G Capital, ultimately sold to American Express, and then Payment Tech, which ultimately became part of JP Morgan Chase. And so I got to know the Visa team through my work as an issuer and joined them after, after Payment Tech. So that's a little bit about the background and, and the journey. I love that journey. And I love how it's all come together to be this fantastic people role. So you understand the business and the industry, and now you can put it all together in this people leadership role. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about our theme for International Women's Day, which is break the bias. And 
as a man working in this industry, we love our male allies. And I want to ask you, David, what does allyship mean to you? Uh, it's a great question. And uh, one that I've kind of formed an answer over time to. And I do sometimes think about the irony of, you know, white male and ally. And it bothered me at first, but I, I've come to a different place on it. Um, and I'll maybe talk a little bit about that as we go here. So for me, it's really addressing bias. In this particular instance, women, um, we have other you know, cohorts at Visa that there is either, you know, unconscious or conscious bias in some cases that we need to just solve for. So for me, and I'll, I'll be brutally honest, right, the first time you kind of enter into the breach, it's a little nerve wracking, right? I called it progression from, you know, unconsciously incompetent. And I think a, a lot of us were, some still are, you know, and kind of hoping people assume positive intent around like where I'm going, right? And the journey, and then trying to move myself, frankly, through allies that I have so that I can become, you know, maybe more consciously incompetent, but on the way toward competency and hopefully eventually just being unconsciously competent about it. I'm not there yet, obviously. So for me, it's, it's really having some brave conversations around topics like equal pay, equitable hiring, promotion, and, and back to the experience of being in the business, I think having that legacy has helped me be a better ally, a better mouthpiece, uh, a better mirror and a sounding board in my current role. You know, I used the phrase mirror and I was talking to somebody the other day because they were asking me about this. And I said, like, I view one of the roles of an ally is to hold the mirror up so that like people who aren't seeing the situation can see the situation more clearly. You know, and the art and the science is to do that in a way that you know, it gives them a reflection that they can see and understand the context of either their behavior, their actions, or what they're missing, but to not do it in a way that it burns retinas, right? Um, a scorched earth policy to, to, or approach to being an ally just doesn't work. And so you kind of have a careful use of that mirror. I tend to be a visual person, so I look for things that resonate with me. So kind of holding up that mirror in the right way, you know, asking Socratic questions, you know, we, I guess, you know, white males are men in general who hold positions of power. We can use our influence, our knowledge, our resources um, in some really interesting ways. But it's not necessarily, and this is another conversation I have across the organization, it's not necessarily the level of the ally in the organization, but they're savvy and kind of influencing outcomes that produces the power and the results. You know, we all see it in our organizations. There are people who they can see what's coming kind of around the corner. They can make connections behind the scenes and those things kind of evolve and sprout and, and take root and lead to really good outcomes. And nobody really can kind of see the invisible hand that, uh, that makes it work. So I think that's part of the, the art and the science. I am told that I am a good ally. And um, in thinking through this potential conversation, I was talking to some people and, and looked for a couple of examples. And um, so one of them was we recently promoted a Latina woman into a new role working uh, on inclusion and diversity. And one of the first opportunities that she was presented with was presenting to the CEO and the executive committee on the topic. And I didn't really think about it at the time, but I actually spent a lot of time going through, working through a script, like what does the slide say, but then what does it really mean? And what's the action that we need to take? 
And I didn't think about it as an ally, but after the meeting, she came back and goes, I never would have been able to do that to present to the CEO without you, your voice and your credibility kind of coming through me in the process. And then maybe even a little more tactically today, one of my team members called and they were being an ally for one of an, another member of my team who didn't want to come forward, they're fairly new, and talk about work-life balance and the amount of work that they had versus the time that they had to do it. So I proactively sent a message to my team going, I'm going to go to the leadership teams that you support and tell them that, you know, for the, we've got a couple of corporate initiatives going on and um, talent management and, and talent development, that things that aren't on fire, we're not going to get back to you as quickly as we ordinarily would. And I had a call from that person later in the day and they're like, thank you for doing that. I feel so much better about my ability to actually get my work done, you know, like the interactions I'm having with my clients and not worry that I have a to-do list over here. So there's some things on a grander scale and there's some, you know, very small things that we can do on a daily basis to be allies that help people come to work in the morning and do their best work. Fantastic. I love that coaching approach for your new employee who's presenting to the board. That's really, really key. And, you know, male or female, we all appreciate that coaching to kind of get us off in the right direction and and on the right tone and and delivering the message in a way that'll land really effectively. And taking it for the team and being that leader, that leadership and allyship as you tie them together, David, is so powerful. Thank you for for sharing those. So I love that, David. This is really, really insightful. So much to unpack here. But I want to turn to the International Women's Day theme of break the bias. Can you talk about what that means to you? Sure. Um, It really boils down to the fact that we have work to do. There's There's a lot. It's a really unique time. There's a lot of need for safe space for allies, for mentors and sponsors. And for me, it boils down to like transparency, making sure that we've got a network of advocates, that we focus on inclusion, that we as an organization are developing opportunities for advancements. So driving opportunities for women to move into high ranking roles. One of the things that I try and do is make sure that we bust the well, we'll give the guy a shot to prove it when he hasn't done it. But sometimes we would go and say, well, that woman hasn't done it before, so she can't take that role. So looking for real tangible opportunities for advancement and eliminating some of the unconscious bias we bring. You know, and then thinking about work-life options, how we can alleviate burnout, recognize the disproportionate impact that um, COVID has had uh, on women and people of color and just trying to figure out how we offer mentorship, sponsorship, and enough support in the organization so that we attract, grow, nurture, and provide an opportunity for women to do the best work that they can possibly do. There's so much in there. It's it's just so rich. You, you've got so much in there, David, and I love it all. And this mentorship, the sponsorship, trying to uh, balance the work-life challenges that we all face, but in particular, the pandemic has hit women hard as we already, you know, typically will bear the the uh, burden of work-life balance and, and the, the family and social responsibilities, but then layering on top of that, trying to work from home with everybody underfoot has been uh, no easy task. And I like your approach of the transparency with that work. Clearly not perfect. We're we're not there yet. And I still have a job, which one day, hopefully I won't. Um, 
but we do have work to do. So uh, thank you for heading that up and for getting us on the right track, at least pointed in the right direction. David, you and your and your team partner with other leaders at Visa to deliver business ob objectives with a focus on driving inclusive behavior and attracting top talent and investing in employee growth, as you mentioned earlier. Can we talk about your leadership role in allyship? First, how do you influence men to be allies? And then what recommendations might you have for those who are interested to become an ally but don't know how to do that? It's a great question. So first of all, there's a recognition that being an ally is, is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, right? You have to have commitment to equity. You have to have a, a willingness to enter into the breach and realize that these are going to be hard conversations. You're going to be met with resistance from time to time. But in the, on the grand scale of things, it's the absolute right thing to do. So I always suggest to people, you need to declare yourself an ally to yourself and to your team. So you can do a lot of work behind the scenes, but there needs to be some sort of kind of a public uh, manifestation. Uh, and it could just be in your actions and people go, oh, I got it, Kramer. Uh, I see what he's doing there. I always have to be mindful of my own bias uh, as well, and then continue to self-educate. Like and you know, we're talking about my my ability to be an ally and drive outcomes for women. Like some of my best learnings are from women allies I have, right? Who continue on a daily basis, help me understand, like deepen me, sharpen me, broaden me on the topic of discussion, so that I can figure out who needs to be in the room and how we call out appropriately things we're doing either individually or frankly institutionally as a as a company. So being that mirror to reflect in a positive way. So it's one of those, and we say this about mentorship, as much as your mentee is going to get out of it, you are going to get equally or more out of it as a mentor. So I think it's a real growth opportunity. So for people with a growth mindset, it's just a great way to unfortunately have to spend my time. I'm looking forward to the day when it's, we solve it, but I'm of a certain age in my career. I don't think I'm gonna be in, in the work world when that happens. Well, you know what, we're all on this learning journey and we all have work to do and there's all there's biases that we all carry one way or another, whether conscious or unconscious. So that lifelong learning, the um, learning from each other, the reverse mentoring. I like the way you mentioned that so you can learn from from others, be they your mentors or your mentees. It's it's important. And your concept of holding up that mirror so it's not throwing it back at your face. It's just allowing someone to see it as others do is really helpful and hopefully opens new ways to view things. All, all great. So David, you've been doing this for a while. Can you share with our audience what you have learned through being an ally? There's a lot. Uh, I guess maybe the biggest thing for me is it's a journey. It's for me, it's a continuously kind of progressive effort uh, unfortunately for the foreseeable future, right? I'm, I've gotten better at being aware and listening and acting, but, uh, also cognizant, I have made mistakes along the way. And so you can't rush it. You can't fake it. And there's no finish line. So the other thing I've learned is that you can't be a good leader. If you're not a good ally, the people who develop followership, right. Are those that listen, they understand the human condition, you know, we were talking just this morning about talent development and like really good coaches understand the unique situations of all of their players and where their opportunities are for development and what things 
hold them back from playing their best or doing their best work. Dehock, who was one of the founders of Visa, had a quote about leadership. And um, he said, make a list of all of the things done to you by a bad leader and never do them. And make another list of all of the things done for you that you've loved and do them always. And so I think leadership and allyship really go hand in hand when you think about what it takes to get the best out of an employee. Yeah, such sage words of wisdom. Thank you for sharing. I love that. And I never thought of it that way, but it's a great way to look at it. You know, take away, take all the good things from the good leaders and all the bad things from the bad leaders and learn from them both. Absolutely. David, I want to ask a question that I ask all of our guests on Pause for Payments, and that is shifting gears just a little bit. If you were giving advice, career advice to the rising stars in our audience, what might that be? It's a great question. Rising stars. I, I think you have to figure out yourself first, right? Um, the sands shift so quickly under our feet in this uh, environment, especially in payments, right? Knowing who you are, what your true north is. So maybe it's finding your fearless self, I think is job one. Once you know who you are and, and your roots go deep, I think it sets you up to enter into some of these more challenging conversations and do it from a place of of strength and of confidence, um, you know, not being afraid to speak up and find your voice and doing it in a way that, you know, back to the mirror uh, analogy, if you will, right, is solely based on the goodness and the rightness of the outcome. And it's not positional and it's not political. So I think that's until you find yourself and your fearless self, it's hard to kind of enter into the breach. So I would say that's probably job one for people. It might be a little little boring, but I think like the stronger that foundation, the, the more strong branches kind of come off that tree. Wow. That's great advice. I haven't heard that before, but it makes so much sense. Find your foundation and then build up from there. Fantastic. David, this has been a fantastic conversation. I want to ask you if you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with anybody in our audience today. Yeah, I guess I would just leave you with the recognition that it's especially challenging for me sometimes when I when I don't actively think about it, like equality doesn't exist for everyone, right? It's not a level playing field. And so like every day we're out there trying to incorporate inclusion into our decisions and initiatives and like that's the good fight. So if we're doing that work, then the journey is leading in the right direction. So I'm really thrilled at Visa. Like, my personal kind of ethos and the company's ethos match. So it's a, it's a really nice place to go to work every, every morning and know that the company culture that values leadership and allyship and equity matches mine. And so it's easier to do those things. And so maybe the other thought is, you know, make sure that you're in a place where your values and the company values match so that you can go do the best work toward the right end in the right environment that's going to be nurturing and really optimize your efforts. Wow. I love that. That makes so much sense. It's fantastic to, you know, and then you're in a really good place to bring your authentic self to work and to feel comfortable and aligned. That whole alignment concept kind of is another natural next step to knowing yourself and understanding where your North Star is. Fantastic. Exactly. Thank David, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your thoughts and insights on the importance of allyship. It has been a really 
thought-provoking discussion. Thank you for, for joining us and thank you for sharing. Thanks for the time, I enjoyed it. And thanks for doing all that you do. I gotta thank our audience also for listening as we explore critical conversations around breaking the bias this month with our male allies across the payments industry and around the world. Pause for Payments is produced by Women in Payments, and you can learn more about us at womeninpayments.org. You can also sign up to be a member and gain access to our global membership portal, where you'll find the latest industry trends, exciting career opportunities, and so much more, all created by women for women. All of our episodes can be found on many good podcast streaming platforms. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to rate and subscribe. It really helps us to get found by others. Thanks everyone for listening.